everyone, Sally here. Hey, going just a little preamble to say sorry for it being late. Um, we do have two in the bank now, but um, yeah, I say something in this podcast and I don't think I said touch wood. So yeah, it's been a big week. Um, this was recorded, I think, two weeks ago. Also, apologies for the really crap audio. Need a new laptop, need like one of those portable podcast recorder things. Um, laptop can't handle it and keeps glitching out. So I'll work on that before the next recording. So warning, this one and the next one might be a bit crappy. Hopefully they're still listenable. Is that a word, listenable? I don't have Amanda here to um, tell me whether that's a real word or not. So I'm just leaving it there. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to Gin in a Mug podcast, where myself, Sally Rose, and my good friend, Amanda Jane, catch up each week for a debrief. There will be some tough subject and some swearing, you've been warned, but there will also be a lot of laughs, oh, and a lot of gin. We hope you enjoy. Oh, there we go. Now we've got it working. Hey, Amanda. Hi, Sally. You know, I always swore, Sally, that I would never do a podcast, and yet here I am. Amanda's lost it. Uh, I have. You know, weeping woman, give her a ticket. Kick her in the guts. Let's go out. Can't I just sit in my car and cry? It's a bit of a niche. (laughs) Bit bit of a bespoke boutique area. You may just see for us. I swear I have PTSD and I'm not joking (laughs) from dealing with the NDIS. Be politically correct comfortable phrase I believe Sally it's called a life limiting condition Mm. hoping for sponsorship yeah just any local gin if you want us to get drunk on your gin we will Uh, we're laughing but that's what we do when we feel like shit so um so cheers Sally cheers um (laughs) (laughs) let's just do a little test roses are red violets are blue my feet are cold how about you Beautiful, that's working. Hey, Amanda. Hi, Sally. How are you? I'm good, actually. It's Monday and I'm good. Yeah, same. Do you know why I'm good? Why? Because it's Monday and you know what that means. School's back. Yay! <laughs> um, also, look, I've, uh, we had some respite for Madeline and she had a couple of days away and it was really exciting because I shaved both legs. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. living the dream now. Living, oh, just living the life <laughs> But that that says something about your mental health, though. The fact that last time you shaved one leg, I went, "Why am I bothering?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take. It. My uh, is hair brushing. That's my oh. sort of oh, what do you call it? Like mark of how I'm doing. How often do you brush your hair? Normally, uh, every day. But if I don't brush it and I just bun it, mm. then I'm not doing great. If I actually do my hair, like do something with mm. it besides mm. just tie it back, then mm. oh, I'm doing wow. great in life. See, I've got partial dreadlocks in mine because I just forget. <laughs> so um, I, I, I definitely brush it before I go to work. Yeah. Because, you know, nurses with lack of personal care and attention to hygiene. and probably doesn't look good. No, it's not a good look. So I always make sure that I'm represented for work. Um, so, yeah, look, I brush my hair at least twice a week. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it works. Hair brushing, hey? Yeah. Not a favourite activity of uh, my cherub, actually. No. 
Same with Will. We've just got to this point now where I can actually brush Maddie's hair without her hitting me with an object. So I take this in. Um, Loves it when other people do it, so maybe I'm just doing a crap job. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. let's see, I, I'm impressed that you've kept Maddie's hair so long. So. Yeah, well, look, I just, she's, look, I think she's beautiful and she's oh, lovely. She is and beautiful. her hair is magnificent. Yeah. Uh, and look, a lot of the little girls in her, oh, they're not little girls, they're 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her peers have got short hair cuts and pixie cuts. That's just not going to look right on her. And she has a right to have pretty hair and dress like the kids as mm. well. So, you know. I tried with Will for ages because I asked the same thing. Yeah. Like it's like that's such a special needs thing to cut their hair because oh, they hate yeah. and yeah. brush. And I tried and tried and tried. And in the end we went for the undercut. Which looks so fierce and fabulous. And, yeah. well, that was before and they were still long over the top. And yeah. then Will started to be able to make their own choices. Yeah. They wanted it shaved. And, they, and it wasn't about um, it hurting. It was about fashion. I was just like, yes, yes, great choice. Yeah, that's actually a really tricky part for me because I don't know. I mean, here I am, a fifty-one-year-old woman trying to work out what the sports girl is, you know, <laughs> worth buying or dangerous. Sports up Dangerfield, yeah, that's, Dangerfield. that's better. Yeah, you know what? what the, again, there's an example of the age problem. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking sports girl or ladies, and it's. Well, but yeah. maybe that's different social groups because some kids probably around that age, sports girl is cool. But, like, Will and her social group and my social group are a bit yeah. more alternate, so yeah. it would be Dangerfield. But I'm sure there is. Maybe please let us know um, whether sports girl is cool. Or what on earth I should be dressing my child in. Um, the washing machine is so noisy. Brief pause to turn the washing machine off. Me being Monday motivated was a bit loud for the recording. So Indeed. In fact, I've come over to Sal's place to uh, do the recording of the podcast and I am have a car, literally a car full of the weekend's laundry that I'm going to the laundry mat for because I just can't get it dry. It's Tasmania. We've had snow on the weekend. Yes. And even if, you, if it's a beautiful sunny day like today, you hang it out, uh, it won't dry because it's just too cold. No. And too much moisture in the air. So we just do the inside laundry constantly. Because to me that feels you can blast the heater. Yeah, it's an excuse. It validates it. Yeah. And special needs pruning means, in my case, a shit ton of laundry. Yeah. Well, even mm. though we'll, uh, it's pretty good, but we get the te- the singlets, like the soaks through from oh, the yeah. peg, so that oh, goes through all the tops. So yeah, you've got to soak sure. them and wash them and bedding is the other yeah, thing as well. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like a, a just a relentless thing. And no, I know that's a universal theme for any parent. Yes, it's washing. Dear God, it never ends. <laughs> so um, speaking of Wilson. Yes. What's going on? Well, that's the weird thing. Nothing. Touch wood. <laughs> Um, and I said this on the last podcast as well. Yeah. They're still doing really great. Like they're still having tired days and stuff, but they've been really well and loving life. And we now do Pokemon cards. Um, I took my stepson, who's seven, because he likes collecting them, but there was a learn how to play during the school holidays. And yeah. I took Will forcibly <laughs> <laughs> because it was at the place she loves, Area 52, which is a – comic book store with upstairs is all tabletop oh, games and it's also got pop culture stuff and it yeah. has like I, I love area 52 and they've got really eclectic range of uh, books yeah it's, it's a really it's great and if you've got a kid that's 
left of centre. Left of centre or not neurotypical. Uh, it is a haven. Oh, yeah. So upstairs, it's huge, and they do all the tabletop games. And you've got – so there was a big magic tournament there as well. Yeah. And – Magic the Gathering. Yes. Remember it well. But there's adults, like 50-year-old adults playing against 10-year-old kids, and there's like 50 people, and everyone's just playing, and there was kids from Will's school. Does it smell like Tansbury? Things. Oh, got to say, the first week we went um, during school holidays, I was extraordinarily hungover. Right. And it right. it was a bit teenage boy smelly. Bit Lynx Africa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was okay because it's such a big space. So yeah. it's it's okay. Um, so, yeah, taught Will how to do Pokemon as well because I thought then they can play against each other. That's a really good idea, yeah. Um, they loved it. Oh, my God. They are like a huge Pokemon fan. So we went back again last weekend. And actually played a bit of a tournament. Sure. And they got it down Do pat. You know what? I, as we're recording this, I have a uh, Woolworths uh, yeah. a shopping bag full of cards. Now they're probably old. Like uh, Pokemon. Pokemon cards. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I think it's time for them to move on to the next child. Oh my god! Some of them may that. not be playable because I know there's things change. But well, see, Will's new and can play the game better, whereas um, Hunter he understands the cards. Like he knows right. what are fake cards. These are real cards. These are good cards, so they're a good pair. They know Excellent. what's going on. Yeah. Um, and in saying that, oh, it's it's so hard when you're in this plateau, and we've discussed yeah. that, and not to get in the headspace of just waiting for the shit to hit the fan again, and just relaxing and enjoying it. You have to be in the moment. Yeah, you have to be zen and it's it's the only way to live. And I do have mm-hmm. an occasional moment of, oh, this has been too good for too long, and then I'm like, oh, it's been like four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we went to the PED and um, we had some of the genetic tests back, showed nothing again. Oh, they did show one um, one abnormality. Ab- ab- there we go, said it, <laughs> started. Um, but they don't know whether that is the cause of this mm. until they get mine and her sperm donors genetic testing done. Oh, you've got no chance of that. No, I did send him a text for the first time in a couple of years um, and there was no reply. So um, he'll get drunk one night and you steal glass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually <laughs> made the decision not to do any more testing for a bit. Oh, I think it's an excellent decision. Um, just I really wait. do. Because it, otherwise you become enmeshed into this uh, medical mode and it's not not a drama mode, but it's your life becomes our lives are already medical enough. Mm. They're already like entwined with healthcare professionals. Drugs and changes of routine and appointments and stuff. So and research. And, and it's research. always researching. So yeah. when I found this gene thing I automatically started like going a deep dive in medical journals. And I don't think it is that. Like when I did it, I was like, No, it doesn't sound right and the PED, you know, agreed that it wasn't likely that that was the main cause of this new phase as I call it yeah um and they were cool with just leaving things for a bit I I think that's really important for your mental health yeah because that deep dive into the interwebs is uh, something (laughs) we're all guilty of but it can take you to some really heavy places and some very heavy to start reading about other people's conditions and stuff like there's a podcast I listen to right and as much as I love it, I don't recommend it. <laughs> for 
maybe for people, lay people. Well, and the reason, well, it's, it's okay, I'm going to say which one it is, but I'm going to put a huge caveat at the beginning. So Tasmania is a very uh, small island state. It's got a long history of negative incarceration things mm. and experiences. Is this actually set in Tassie? Is this a Tassie oh, story? Yeah. It's very Tasmanian. Oh. It's all Tasmanian. So um, for people who are overseas, uh, Tasmania, was, uh, when it was uh, overrun by the British and the Palawa people were kicked out and genocide, but we we won't go into that today because, <laughs> geez, that's shameful. Anyway, um, we, we've got a long history of the most brutal, brutal prison system uh, in the country. Uh, and we're one, Tasmania is one of the few states that incarcerates children. Mm. Uh, so we, so we have a long negative history in this state. And there's a wonderful podcast, uh, called The Nurse. And the, it is harrowing to listen to. And I would not recommend it to anybody who's even remotely got any level of distress or it, basically, I can listen to half an episode at a time. I feel for the journey. See, I feel I could it. deep dive on this. No, I don't think you should. Because <laughs> I'm going to give it a go. We'll discuss oh, next week. Dear God, if you, the reason I say is you people have to know, and if you work yeah. as a health professional, I think you're obliged to listen to this because it is about the most repulsive and darkest. That it? Yeah, that's the one. The most repulsive and darkest things that you can do to children. Uh, and the reason I think it's essential is because it talks about responsibility and cover-ups and but also what what we do as healthcare professionals in reporting and responsibilities. Um, so it, I think it's brilliant. I think certain people have to listen to but it. Well, I don't think you can not recommend it, not recommend it if you're sensitive to that sort of stuff. Oh, I, well, yeah, that's a better way of putting it. I can I can detach and think of it as a story and, and listen. I can do that with it's so deeply horrible personal. things. Yeah. So deeply personal, though, and so I've listened to it. I listened to it in batches. Mm. Um, it's sort of, and one of the things that moving into a, a, a lighter variation of horror, so, you know, not, not deep horror, <laughs> pale, lighter horror in terms of health professionals, I, I have a really... Lovely friend. Um, I'm going to call her Jane Doe, and I'll call her husband John Doe at the moment. And they're beautiful girl, Jill Doe, because <laughs> I think it's the only way. Jillian Doe. It's the only way I can think of until uh, they've given me consent to talk about this. But I, I think it's their story, so I don't. Want to. And she's had some issues, um, some orthopedic issues. And one of the things there's been this fantastic and amazing orthopedic surgery done to correct some issues with her foot. So she can mm. actually walk normally and wear normal shoes again. Oh, wow. That's so that's amazing. superb. Yeah. All right. So that's that's this is one of the things where that's the over the story that we all have on top. Mm. But then you just take a little push aside, a tiny little push aside of that, and go underneath. So last week, this will time this, last week Victoria and Tasmania had a day where in the morning, People were told that if you did not get back by 11.59 from Victoria mm. that night, you would not be admitted to the state. Yep. Right. That was the day that they had were that um, Jane and Joe, Jane and John Doe, <laughs> had been told, you have to take your child to Melbourne for review by the mm. team because we're going to take the pastor. Yeah. And so 
we've got worldwide pandemic, worldwide pandemic about to be shut down. They've literally, um, Jane Doe's got a really bad hip, much like your shoulder, mm. awaiting surgery, but has been carrying their child for six weeks because the child's been on the way through. And again, like my story with Maddie, big kid, mm. and it's been really hard. So this was the this was the day, and so that's a big decision to make. Yeah, so the decision was made the morning. No, I can't. I can't take it because there's no. We can get to the appointment. There's no guarantee we can't ever get back. But all they've got to do is take the cast off. Why can't I take it here? Yeah, right. So <laughs> I know this is going to go bad. Yeah. So decisions made not to do it. But doctors' rooms don't open until nine o'clock. So cancel the flight or decide not to do the flight. Calls up the surgeon, the, the people in Melbourne. And uh, Jane is berated and abused verbally <laughs> on the phone. And if I get that wrong, I apologise to all, but I'll let Jane tell her story because I'm going to interview her about the number of things. Um, for not bringing the child over to have a cast removed. Like absolutely berated. Wow. I was only just telling yeah. um, in the complex care plan, I was telling mm-hmm. the um, nurse who's writing that for us about refusing to go to Melbourne for Will's arm um, heart MRI, yeah, because they can't do that down here. So this is a, an example because see, I don't want to get stuck over there. There's the we've got the background of pandemic, but we're an island state, and so for complex things, we have to take our kids interstate. The issue there then also becomes that though our state and their state don't share records, mm. they don't have a, a digital medical record that's combined. Don't they? Oh, because I know I did read. They just send reports. Um, when we we're heading up to Lonnie mm. for a weekend, I did actually ask that question. Like, if we go up to Lonnie yeah. Hospital, will they be able to access their yes. records? Yes, they can. Tasmania, yeah. Tasmanian health system. Yeah. But that's different from Victoria. Yeah, you think it's a combined. So, long story short, after being verbaled on the phone, um, the decision was made by Jane and John Doe that John would go on the flight. Ah. The reason being that Jane couldn't carry the wheelchair because her hip was so bad. Mm. So Are they overstuck over there? No, no. John, they did a day trip. John carried their child the whole time because oh. they could manage the wheelchair. Wow. So in order for her to go, oh, it's made me cry. Yeah. And do you know what happened when they got there? Do you know the reason they had to go there? They had to cast off. They wanted to actually just congratulate each other on what a great job they've done. Could have done those Wow, that's all they did, took the cast yeah. off. They could have gone into emergency and got that taken off. Oh, no, we have we have a rehab team here and it was a case of it could have been done by Zoom, could have been cut off, could have done all of the amazing pictures and stuff locally, uh, happy days, mm. had all of the congratulations back something that was required because, as Jane and John Doe say, fantastic job, amazing job, a miraculous yeah. outcome. Yeah like journal-worthy, but underneath, and this is our story as well, the story of many parents, that's the happy story that's all everyone wants to see, but underneath... You, the humanisation is taken from it. The fact is that, you know, they, they were berated into taking their child to Melbourne to have a cast-off that could have been done locally and filmed a done by a lives and meeting. So the yeah, that's great. They saw the so took the the human element, the family yeah. element, the thinking about the personal ramifications for that family. That's right. That's not there. 
Correct, and that. So this is the uh, little uh, take-home message for everyone. Like, it's really great that you're patient-focused. We love that you put our kids first. But in order for – it's the domino effect, you know, in order for all of those – everything to work well mm. and work properly, you have to think of the family in its entirety. And by pulling this kind of bullshit, which mm. is not an isolated story in any way, shape, or no. <laughs> no, we have our own, which yeah. one day we'll maybe discuss it. The, the 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 level of distress and hurt and it's just horrible. Yeah, and that's going to take a long time to recover from. And that, yeah. and you know, this is why you know Dr. Melissa is outstanding at what she does because mm-hmm. she takes all that into consideration. And that MRI in Melbourne, like, there's, I'm like, is she going to just drop dead? Like, can we keep an eye on it another way? Yeah, we just have some extra ultrasounds and we can keep an eye on it. It's not urgent. We'll just keep doing that. Oh, you don't want to get testing for a while? Sure. You know, like that having to live life element is also factored in and you don't get that very often. This is the first time we've had a doctor who does that. I think I've been really lucky then because mm. um, yours does it too. Yeah, we've I've always managed. I've been really lucky that both my kids have had the same pediatrician, two pediatricians, and we've been amazing yeah. and really advocate for us and really caring. Mm. They actually genuinely give a shit been very fortunate in that regards but seriously the minute you get a specialist involved oh, oh my god yeah i've been thinking about specialists and oh so that was like talking to the geneticist oh my god so they rang me and often the genetic counselor will ring you because they have better english <laughs> you know talking at a human level as, as opposed to cyborg level and yeah. this guy i actually said look i'm getting really upset i don't understand the words that you're saying to me I said, I don't understand. How about you just give all this to Dr. Melissa and she can say it to me in, like she said, like dumb people language because by this stage I was, he just kept saying stuff at me and I'm like, oh, what does that mean? What does this mean? And he just kept saying the same words over and over and over and over again yeah. without changing the language and I was yeah. just getting, I wasn't even getting frustrated. I was getting upset. Firstly, because I felt dumb. This is important information about my child. And, this is that, and that's that patronising, mm. patriarchal viewpoint of I'm a specialist. I will use the big words. You yeah. call the person. You don't understand how important it is yeah. that I use these words. Instead of actually just putting it in lay language. Because the reality is we are like a five-minute blip in their fucking life. Yeah. This is, this is our lives. And I, I always try and think, well, to be that brilliant at something so complex you may have fallen down on the people skills. Oh, and that's and that's a routine thing that we all do, especially as parents, is mm-hmm. that we accept that we're going to get treated like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get a specialist who has people skills oh, and is so brilliant, we oh, had a neurologist wow. come into Lonnie from Sydney uh, and he was about um, he was doing sleep study stuff. He was lovely and he actually spoke to Will and spoke to me and I'm like, are you the the lackey? Are you not the actual specialist? And I didn't say that, but in my head, because he was so lovely. And the fact that that is weird is really sad. Yeah, and uh, instead of everybody saying what they always do, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone else of the whole thing that specialists are really often quite brilliant and have to be very focused, very driven, and will often have a certain personality type in order to succeed and, yes, I want them to make a decision. I'm not as enmeshed in their people skills.
I've got people I know who are specialists and they're delightful and yeah. it makes zero effort on their behalf and they're really nice people. I've so always gone probably, with, if you're that smart that you can understand things at that level, read a book on freaking people skills. Like if you are that brilliant, <laughs> why can't you study body language and people skills as well? Yeah. It's, it's always, it's, oh, they're just a genius and they can't handle that. I'm like, read a book. Learn. If we're going, and this comes into also, if we're going to expect our kids, our non-neurotypical kids who are on the spectrum, to learn people skills so they can fit into mainstream, why do we not have the same expectation of an adult who's being paid? Oh, I shudder to think. I don't know how much. Like I shudder to think how much. A neurosurgeon, how much would they get paid? I don't even want Someone tell us. So, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, someone do it. Someone tell us. <laughs> tell a specialist. But I know yes. they're not getting paid Centrelink money. Yeah. They're getting paid, like, big pimp and spending G's money. You know, uh, they, they are a whole other ball. Make the effort. If you can, if our kids are made to do it, why don't you? Um, I'll make a note for the next episode because we'll wrap up soon. We're going to have a drink and then we're going to wrap up. Oh, God, yes. Um, but mm. just make a note for the next episode to Writing. talk about um, – carers how much they get paid so we can get go to work and get paid less <laughs> next episode i'll get this you don't want to drink today do you no i need to stay on top of the on top of my game all right well this yes is i've got a tiny bit left in the bottle so i'll send you home with the rest of the bottle excellent what is it uh it is one of my favorites it's local yes. and uh it's called none such Oh, I love Nonsuch Distillery. Yes, yeah. I know, and they're great. <clears throat> but this one's one they only put out every now and again, and it's a mix of, mm. can I say my two favourite things? Cause, yes. Um, things, it is um, gin and hemp. Ooh. Um, unfortunately, there's no THC, but um, they have blended, and the flavour is spectacular. I only drink it on ice, and it is glorious. Jealous. Yeah. Uh, my take-home... Uh, homework for me today is I've discovered that there is a distillery called Summerlee's Distillery, which oh. is in the same part of Tasmania that I live in. So they only opened, I think it was last year or so. Uh, so I am totally going to get onto a bottle of that and I think we should try that next week. Definitely. And uh, that's I'm going to put in the notes as well or just a Facebook post. Instagram post, social post, um, asking people to recommend some gins because we're getting low on gin um, or new gins to and try. we just yeah. need recommendations. So, so your favourite gin. Absolutely. We'll go out, buy it and drink it for you. Beautiful. Sounds good. All right, Amanda. Cheers. See ya. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Gin in a Mug. Jump onto our Facebook group and let us know what you thought. There's also the Patreon. Feel free to chuck a few bucks in there if you want to support our gin habit or if you want us to pay an editor to make this sound less shit. But most importantly, if this episode has brought up any issues for you, we've put the link in the show notes to Beyond Blue, Lifeline and Carers Australia. Make sure you keep talking. Big love to you all.